0: Welcome back to this week's episode. How's everybody doing? Got a great slate this weekend. Going to uh, split this episode up into three parts per usual. Going to do a quick recap of the Vandy game. Talk a little bit of a preview for LSU tomorrow. And then finish things off with Dio's locks of the week. As always, the show is presented to you by Online. So let's start things off. First off, the Gators with a dominant 42-0 win last Saturday. A couple of uh, touch points I wanted to speak upon. I truly think this was Emory's best game. Statistically, he threw 14-22 for 273, had four scores, almost a 95 QBR. The running game wasn't as dominant as it's been you know, this season, but it wasn't necessary. Emory was finding people. You know, He had a good completion percentage. He threw for over 270, 298 in total, including Anthony having a couple of throws, even though he did get intercepted. I think it was a dominant performance in the QB room. It was against Vandy, so you can't really look at it too much. It was a blowout win. Defensively, even though Vanderbilt didn't score in the first half, I think Vanderbilt was moving the ball fairly easily and controlling the game even though they were losing. They had over 150 yards in the first half, and I think is one of the reasons why Mullen was so upset at halftime, even though Vanderbilt wasn't able to capitalize in the red zone and score points on the end of their drives there they were moving the ball pretty easily on a Florida defense that's looked very good past couple weeks. So Mullen was definitely heated at half. And it was nice to see him, you know, show a little bit of a spark, really get into it and and get on those players. And you could tell he did in the locker room because in the second half, the Gators came out and dominated the rest of the game and looked good. But uh, as I said, more success in the passing game than the running game, which hasn't been a trend this year. So that was a new one for us. And then our defense was able to cause turnovers. You know, two interceptions was big. And the opposing quarterback for Vanderbilt was 22 of 43, threw 43 times. That's product of being down the whole game and had a QBR of 37. So the defense, again, has played great yet again. And looking forward to seeing how they perform this week against a much better quarterback at LSU. So there's not too much to talk about about this Vandy game. Everybody expected us to come blow them out. And we did. Defense gave up more yards than we would have liked, especially in the first half. But overall, Emory played well, still had 180 yards on the ground in total. Copeland had a nice game. Uh, defense, Rashad Torrance had a breakout game, 15 total tackles, five solo, one and a half tackles for loss. That was a huge game for him. And then a young buck stepping up, Antoine Powell, with uh, one and a half sacks, one and a half tackles for loss. So it was nice to see you know, a new guy Kind of break into the stat sheet, and Zach Carter said after the game that pal's someone who's going to turn into being a really dominant player for the Gators down the road. So, as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use your promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Overall, great win. It is Vandy. We always beat Vandy, but hey, nonetheless, a great win to get back on track. Now let's have some momentum. We're going into LSU Death Valley. LSU is down. Both starting corners, Eli Ricks and Derek Stanley. They're down their best wide receiver. Ali Gay just got announced that he's out for the season. They're starting defensive end. So we're going against a pretty injury-plagued LSU team. And this is a redemption game. I was on the team last year. I snapped the last snap of the of the game for the missed field goal. This one hurts. I'm really hoping we just blow these guys out and play the way we should. I really hope we we beat these guys. Man, I hope it's not close. I hope we blow these guys out. There's a lot of bad blood these past couple years. We've lost two straight to LSU. The year we lost two years ago, they won the Natty, and then they basically took our college football playoff chances and threw them in the garbage last year after that upset win when we were 24-point favorites. They're a reason why I have never got to play in the college football playoff, so there's a lot of bad blood between me personally and LSU. I'm not a huge fan of LSU. They've had our number, so I'm really hoping we can come out play fast start off fast get a get ahead on these guys force them to throw the ball and to manage the game you know run the ball have a balanced attack manage the game well and win the game so a couple of stats I got here LSU's pass offense is fifth in yards per game in the SEC their quarterbacks having a great year thus far Johnson he's uh, thrown for I want to say over 1700 yards. Uh, he's got 17 scores, pretty good completion percentage. He's not going to have his his top wideout. Boy, uh, who had four, 509 receiving yards, 38 catches, and 9 scores already. He's been dominant. So he's not going to have his number one target. So that's huge for the Gator defense that I think we'll be having Kyrie Elam back and, and ready to roll this week as well. So defense, the pass defense is going to be the key to win this game. LSU's offense, run offense, only averages, you know, I think less than 100 yards per game, they're 13th in the SEC, so they're going to be forced to throw the ball, so this Gators secondary needs to step up, and the pass rush needs to get home, get a couple sacks, maybe force a strip sack, a couple of turnovers, really get momentum in this game. LSU's offense averages 29 a game, Florida's offense averages 33, so they're two you know, pretty high-scoring offenses. but. The game like this, and a tough SEC rivalry game, you don't know what to expect. It could be, you know, a final score of twenty to fourteen, or it could, you know, go high up into the fifties. The over/under set at fifty-nine and a half. I'm not touching it. I think that's, you know, it's tough to predict this one. And Florida's minus eleven and a half, which that number's continuing to go up. The more players that are out for LSU, the higher that number's going to go. So LSU's defense, they are third in sacks and third in the SEC in picks. So They make some pretty splash plays on defense. Their defense does give up 26 points per game, though, which is nothing great. So let's hope Florida can run the ball and uh, have a balanced attack. Emery can feed off of his last performance and continue to develop and have a great game in this matchup. UF, like I said, has lost the last two to LSU, including the upset last year, which was terrible. And I think, personally... Being a Gator, playing five years, being there since Mullen first got there, I'm starting to think if the Gators find a way to lose this game, that Dan Mullen's seat begins to get a little hot, you know, and, and some rumors start coming around about, you know, is he really the guy for the job? So I think Mullen's going to be extremely motivated for this one. I think he's going to have a great game plan. He's gotten a lot of criticism from the fans and the media, you know, since that Kentucky loss. and. He showed that heart last week versus Vandy, and let's let's hope he's really motivated to go out and get a win at Death Valley this year. He's 0-2 versus them thus far, or the last two, so it's like, let's hope we can go out. That offense should have a field day against a defense that's missing both their starting corners, a top 10 cornerback in Stingley, a starting defensive end, and their number one playmaker on offense, so overall i think the gators are going to win this game i don't think i'm touching minus 11 and a half maybe throw it in a teaser but i like the gators to win this one i'm excited to watch a noon game you know a lot of good games this noon slate not a ton of great top 25 matchups so it'll be interesting to see kind of how these these games go this week there's going to be a lot of close games and looking forward to it so overall my prediction i like florida to win this game And like I said, I would put them in a teaser. I wouldn't touch the minus an 11 and a half because it still is in Death Valley and LSU is going to be fired up for this one. So that's my prediction. Those are my notes for this game versus LSU. Next up, we got Dio's locks of the week. This one is going to be different than the past locks of the week. What I'm doing here is I'm actually going to do two teasers instead of the sweetheart. And then four of my favorite plays of the week. So I'm going to start off, shout out my old roommate again, Lucas Kroll. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Panthers. They've been hot as of late since that loss to Western Michigan. They've been on a tear. They, they've they scored 77 and 52 the last two weeks. They're going against a Virginia Tech team, though, at Virginia Tech. It's going to be a tough game, but... I'm liking the Panthers minus three and a half. The line is minus five. I'm buying one and a half points. Of course, all lines are from bet online. I'm going with the Panthers here. The offense averages 52 a game. Virginia Tech's defense only allows 18 points per game. So we're going to see really who's the more dynamic group. And I think this Pittsburgh offense has playmakers everywhere. I see them winning this game. I see them putting up a lot of points. I don't mind the over at 56. I wouldn't take it without buying points or maybe throwing it in a teaser. As you know, I'm a big teaser guy. Parlays just aren't the way to do it for me anymore. I'm taking the teaser route, and I like pit minus three and a half to go get the job done at Virginia Tech this weekend. So that's my first play. Next up, I am going with Sparty. I take Sparty, I feel like, every week, and so far, it's turned out to be a good thing to do. They're 6-0 four one and one against the spread this one's a trap game personally i would not be surprised if i saw indiana win this game indiana's two and three they don't have a ton to play for they're due for a game to just win that they shouldn't and you know they just got blown out by penn state by 24 they're playing another top top 25 team this time at the 10th ranked michigan state's you know Spartans, I don't know. It'll be a tough one. It could be a trap game, but I'm hoping it's not. I'm going with what the trend's been all year. I'm going with Michigan State. Michigan State's averaging 36 points a game, and this IU defense has given up 28 points per game. The defense has been abysmal for Indiana. And this offense with Michael Penix, I expected a lot more from them at the start of the year, and they just really haven't shown up much at all. So I'm going to ride with Sparty. Sparty's hot. They've won Six straight to start the year. I am going to buy a point and a half because I do think it'll be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout win because it is at Indiana. I think the crowd will be getting into it. But another great noon game. I'm going Sparty minus three by that point and a half. Now on to the SEC. You know I had to get some SEC matchups in here. And what better game to take than what everyone thinks is going to be the highest scoring matchup of the week. Ole Miss versus Tennessee I can't believe I'm seeing this over-under, but that's just what college football is nowadays. It's There's not as much defense. It's a lot of throwing, a lot of high-scoring affairs. I mean, 82, you would think, I don't even know what to say. What are you? This thing's almost like a first-half NBA over-under score. I mean, 82 is absurdly high, but I could still see it hitting, which is messed up, and that's why I want to still buy a point and a half, and I want to get it to 84 and a half. Actually, I'm sorry. I think the line is 83. So I'm going to buy a point and a half, get to 84 and a half. This line keeps moving. It was 82 yesterday. It's 83 right now. So I'm going to go under 84 and a half. And the best way to look at this, even though Ole Miss averages 46 a game, Tennessee averages 41, both offenses are extremely hot. This is a big SEC matchup. Two teams that are having great years thus far. It's at Tennessee. Crowd's going to be rocking. That... In my time playing at UF, that was probably the second to third loudest stadium I ever played in. The crowd gets into it. Their fans are very hostile, not super friendly people. They threw out a lot of uh, lot of words you don't usually hear during a football game. But long story short, I see this. We need three or four stops. We need three or four punts, maybe a turnover or something for this under to hit at 84.5. So I'm taking the under at 84.5. Both defenses, Tennessee only allows 21.5 points a game. Ole Miss does allow 31. However, I'm not just completely sold on Tennessee's offense just yet. I know they've looked great the past two weeks, but I think they like to run the ball. I see them, you know, I don't know. I see this game being a grind it out, run the ball, try to game manage here. Either it's Ole Miss on the road or Tennessee trying to slow down that Ole Miss offense. I just think 84.5 is a ton of points. So I'm going to go with the under here. And I'll probably regret it because this thing could end up being, you know, like the Arkansas Ole Miss game last week and be upwards of, you know, 80 to 90 points. But that's what I'm doing. I'm going with my gut there under 84 and a half Ole Miss, Tennessee. Last pick of my Dio's locks of the week before I get into the teasers. I'm going with my Cuse, man. I love the orange. This one is pretty crazy to see. If you would have told me going into the year that I'm taking Cuse, Plus the points against Clemson, I would have told you you're crazy, but this is just not the same Clemson team that it's been these past couple years. Syracuse has looked awesome. They're 5-1 against the spread. Yeah, they're 3-3 three, three and three overall, but 5-1 against the spread, you can't ask for better than that. Defense has been pretty solid, and the offense has found ways to score points. I know they just lost their last two games by a combined six points. The Florida State team that was desperate for a win. And then a Wake Forest team, that's pretty good. They lost by three in overtime. So they're competitive in almost every game they play, you know, this year. So I'm going to go with them plus 15, buying a point and a half. Original line is plus 13 and a half. Taking plus 15. It's at the Carrier Dome. I think this Clemson offense has struggled this year. I expected a lot more from DJ. That's an understatement. The guy's only thrown for 793 and three scores through five games. And Clemson's kind of shown us more of the same each week. And you've been waiting, you know, when are they going to break out? And they very well could, and I could be jinxing this, but when are they going to break out and have like an explosive offensive performance against a legitimate defense? Other than their game versus South Carolina State, they haven't had more than 21 points this year, which is just unlike a Clemson team that Dabo Sweeney has had, you know, be a top five team for the last however many years. So I'm going with Q's plus 15. Shout out Chris Bleich. You know, buddy, I hope you feel better. I hope you're playing. I'm ready to see you guys get a W here. At least cover plus fifteen for me. Go orange. All right. Now, the sweetheart is sweet. She's been great. I love her to death. We're switching it up just to keep things interesting. I want to go with two three-team teasers. It's what I've been doing lately. It's been working. I want to keep it going. I'm giving you guys a Monday or sorry, a Friday night. Teaser, at least a couple of games from Friday night. Syracuse game is tonight at 7. I always like to give you guys a couple of games prior to the weekend just to get yourselves something to get excited for. And I'm going with first off, Oregon tonight, which is kind of a sketch game. You know, this conference is tough to read, but I'm going to go with Oregon despite being 1-4 and against the spread. This is going to be a 7-point teaser. Oregon's currently minus 13.5. So I'm going to take Oregon minus six and a half first leg of my teaser. Oregon's offense has been explosive this year. They've played well. California's lost their last two, especially last week they lost uh, Washington State 21 to six, which is a pretty bad loss. But Oregon, you know, being the third ranked team in the country, had an even worse loss, dropping one in OT in a crazy game at Stanford last week. But despite you know that loss, if you look at the other games this year oregon's you know knocked off an ohio state that's team that is starting to work their way back up to being dominant again they beat fresno state blew out arizona i just think oregon's due to get back on track especially at home so i'm going to go with them minus six and a half here i don't like the original line at minus 13 and a half pretty easy for you know a backdoor cover situation there so i'm going to stay away from it i'm going oregon minus six and a half the game's not till 10:30 tonight, so if you're having a late night, that's one to be looking at at the bars, or if you're sitting down, just relaxing and late night can't fall asleep. Throw on that game. It's on at 10:30 and another 10:30. So, you know, disclaimer here: yes, I'm giving you Friday games, but other than the Syracuse game, you're gonna have to stay up tonight. So that's just a little forewarning. But I'm going with San Diego State. The line just switched to minus ten, so they'll be minus three in a seven-point teaser. I like them. They're 4-1 against the spread. Yes, it's on the road against a San Jose State team that isn't a pushover team, but I still want to ride with San Diego State. They're the 24th ranked team in the country. They're undefeated. Offense averages 35 a game. Defense only gives up 16. They've blown out their last two games. You know They beat Utah in Triple OT this year, so they have played a little bit of competition. I just like them to get the job done. I think they win by more than three. It's a late night game, and There's not much else to be said. I don't know a ton about both these teams, but based off of my research, I'd like San Diego State to improve to 6-0 and to win by more than three points. So that's my take on that one. Last leg, you guys already probably know this one. I take them every week as well with Sparty. Going with those stinking Hawkeyes. I love them. It's at Iowa. I got a minus four and a half in the seven-point teaser. Purdue, even though I have bet Purdue a decent amount this year, um, and they haven't been terrible that QB situation is a little bit slippery for me. They just lost to Minnesota this past week. They haven't really been too consistent. And then Iowa, despite you know a close game early on versus Colorado State that had us all kind of sketched out about Iowa, especially them. they've bounced back with a big-time win against Maryland, blew them out, and then a huge win last week versus Penn State. They're battle-tested. They averaged 31 a game. Defense only gives up 13 points a game. I see Purdue struggling to move the ball and score points, especially at Iowa. So I'm going with the Hawkeyes minus four and a half. So that's my first teaser. Oregon minus six and a half. San Diego State minus three. Iowa minus four and a half. Lock that one in. And then lastly, this one I won't dive too deep into. The episode's getting a little long here, but Alabama minus 17, so they'll be minus 10. I don't think much needs to be said here. Bama lost their first game in I don't even know how many years to an unranked opponent. Nick Saban's first loss to one of his former assistants. Nick Saban, I would have I would have hated to have been an Alabama player this week at practice, because I already know Nick Saban, you know, was all over them. I know practice was tough. He's going to have them ready to roll against Mississippi State. Even though it is on the road, you know, it's not going to be an easy task going into Mississippi State, going to be a lot of cowbells going, but I just expect Bama to blow these guys out. I think Saban's going to have them ready to roll. He's got to be disappointed after last week's game, and I never question Nick Saban, especially coming off of a loss, so I'm taking them and the points. I honestly like minus 17 as well, but I'd rather get the insurance there with the teaser. Bama minus 10. Next up, shout-out Jacob Finn, punter for Virginia, my old punter last year at Florida. I like UVA getting it done. Minus 4.5. This one will be uh it'll be a tough one but i like them to get it done it's duke duke is not a football school i just i got to see virginia win this one i'm i'm really hoping the over under is way too thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a 5 star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b l e a v on youtube